Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer five exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of five. Hello, everyone. This is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, and there is a slight possibility that we are in Gelrup Radio. No, we're not. <laughs> Are we? Is it April's Fool's joke? F- fool's days? Uh, yeah. We are on the radio. That's yeah. good news. Yes. Definitely. And since we are on the radio, we can start talking also to our guest <laughs> that is with us here on the radio Martin, today. This is really brilliant logic that you are presenting right now. Yes, I do my best. <laughs> yes. So today at the studio, we have Saskia Hart. Is it pronounced well or not really? Oh, yes, that's how I say it, because we've got a T in between. I would say in Holland, we would say Saskia Utthart. But that's all. Saskia oh, Hart is totally Hart. fine. Yes, exactly. Hart. Oh, it my sounds God, it even sounds even awesome. cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah. It sounds like you just pick it up, you know, like a musician who was <laughs> born like Donald Kaczynski. <laughs> I don't know why I used the surname of our former president and mm-hmm. prime minister. And then he changed to, I don't know, like a cool John or something. Okay, that's that's yeah. awesome. You are blessed with a very cool uh, name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. So we have Saskia with us here today mm-hmm. to talk about coming back to the nature. Mm. As you guys know, and you've got five options, this year we are all about coming back to the roots and what could be closer to the roots than the nature itself? Yeah, that is that a question? Because if yes, then I have to tell you that I don't know the answer to it. I think this is actually the closest we can get, right? Well, it's a rhetorical question and we can leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> because I don't know the answer either. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. But uh, Saskia, thank you for joining us here today. And I am very much looking forward to exploring the topic of nature. And it's such a beautiful time to do that. Mm. We are finally in springtime here in Denmark and uh, the weather is beautiful. And today is new moon, uh, in case uh, anyone would like to know that too. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, a good time to talk about nature. Mm. Yes, definitely. And uh, as as you know, this is actually our series that we are doing this this year, coming back to the nature. So if you would like to listen to our previous episodes when we had a lot of interesting topics, although we didn't have a nature-based coach mm. yet. And this was something that was on our mind for a very long time. So we are truly happy that we, we have you here today, Saskia. Uh, but uh, we were discussing all kind of other topics so far, including things like uh, what are the origins of fear or uh, what, uh, what what what's with the moon, 
because I love Moon and, you know, it's our oldest celestial companion and so on. So we are actually exploring all kind of topics like this. So if you are guys interested, please visit our website at the5options.com, five as a number. And you can find all the podcasts and all the information and also today's podcast if for some reason... The god of technology will switch off the plug, which happens to us sometimes. Uh, if if uh, there will be any disturbance, you can be sure that this episode will be available as a podcast uh, next week. Yeah. Okay. And all of this for free. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? The best I, freebie right. ever. Totally. The best freebie ever. Yes. Yes. Mm. This is our passion project. The most expensive hobby I ever had. Okay, Saskia, <laughs> I have a question mm -hmm. for you. What's a nature coach? Well, before I'm going to say that, I really want to thank you, Marta and Anna, for having me here on the show and giving me this opportunity and to speak to the your audience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and going back to your question, what is a nature coach? Um, that is someone that a coach and just a traditional coach that brings the clients out into the nature. So instead of sitting in between four walls and having a conversation while you sit, you will be exploring your theme or your challenge um, outside in the woods or on the beach. Or if you live in a country with mountains, it will be in the mountains, uh, just any kind of nature. Uh, you go outside, you be walking, but also how I do it next to the walking is also that we, in an active way, connect to nature and use nature as a reflection, as a mirror. So really um, connect to nature and use your senses and your physical body. That sounds so amazing. It sounds awesome. Not only it sounds really like refreshing, but also what a cheap solution for not having an office. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's so smart. <laughs> yes, <super> Anna. But <laughs> <laughs> I always try to make sure that there's a toilet around because it's yes, of course. Yes, of course. no, <laughs> so but uh, but no. I I know that this Kidding. is yeah. I know that nature based yeah. coach that that's the whole uh, yeah. premise. Yes, uh, but um, I would say uh, there are additional economical benefits for uh, for for yes. the business. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is of course. Yes, um, it doesn't say that I do every session into the nature. Sometimes mm -hmm. it requires that people, that I first meet with people in an office, mm -hmm. also to build up a relationship. It all depends on how, um, what what the theme is, the person comes with, what the wishes are of the person. Mm -hmm. some, some people are fine just going outside uh, at the first time and some people just want to establish a relationship before they go outside. So it doesn't mean that we I always are 100% outside. Mm -hmm. um, and also when it's stormy weather or when... Um, yeah, then I don't go into the woods. But I go into the woods when it's snowy, rainy, um, icy. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then a question. I'm not sure how many uh, questions because I see Marta has a lot of questions. She always have good, good mm -hmm. questions. Uh, so maybe I am going up front and then please stop me. But uh, Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just couldn't resist. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 I can see the little devils in her eyes today. I <laughs> yes, think yes, this yes. will be a fantastic it's show. It's the moon. It's the moon. <laughs> it's the new moon. Yeah. Uh, my question was, uh, what kind of? Uh, because uh, we had quite a lot of coaches here. Mm-hmm. Marta is a coach herself, mm-hmm. so uh, I know that there are different categories, like a performance coach, life coach, career coach, and so mm-hmm. on. You are a nature-based coach. Besides doing your session in a nature, are you treating a different type of uh, challenges? No, not 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 really. Now, everyone mm-hmm. with any challenge can come to me. Um, I would say I would keep it into the personal development, career development mm-hmm. area. Okay. Um, like stress, burnout, that's really perfect because then you're outside a lot. Um, big life questions is a very good one for outside. But basically any question can be uh, answered through nature, in nature and through nature. Okay, I really look forward to hear yeah. how. I'm really into yes. that part as well, you know, how does it actually work. Mm-hmm. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um Yes, where to start? Um, I think, um, like we talked earlier, like nature has always been a part of my life. Uh, and as a childhood, um, we had a big park behind our house where we always played as children in the in the bushes and climbing in trees and go ice skating and play in the long in the long hay grass. And um, I had a friend; she was always looking for spiders and salamanders. So I was always connected to nature uh, in an unconscious way. Later, I joined the Sea Scouts and I was always on the water and playing with the elements, with the fire and the earth and the wind and water. And it was just part. I wasn't conscious of it. It was just part of me. And slowly this growed. This whole concept of nature always stayed with me. I went on hiking trips into the mountains, uh, cycle trips through New Zealand. And still I could wish for any nature adventure and I'd be there. Um, but I think um, what really awakened my um, my interest for nature coaching was the family trip we had in the US. I brought a little book, uh, a very practical book about uh, reflections, humans and nature. And I started to reflect with every piece of nature I could find, like every little stone, but also the Grand Canyon and also uh, the waterfalls in Yosemite Park. And they had all these lovely messages for me. And uh, that was very healing and it, it gave me a really sense of balance in myself and a, a kind of, yeah, it was a truly a transformational trip for me. And then um, at the end of this journey, I met this sequoia tree and um, it gave me the message, respect your own nature. And that was the sentence I didn't really get in the beginning and I was quite surprised and a bit of shock. But um, it's the sentence that always took with me and brought me always back to the path of nature coaching and um, to myself. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, that's quite my, uh, yeah. hinging on very mystical experience. Mm, yes, 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 and no at the same time because it was so practical. It wasn't. Um, I wasn't meditating. I was just standing there um, and sharing my energy with the tree, and then you would get insights. It's it's not a mystical uh, act you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's very down to earth, in my opinion. You're grounding yourself, and you're. Mm-hmm. Um, using your senses, your energy to connect with the nature. Yeah, I think it's very interesting that you said it like this because uh, it does sound very down to earth, especially the grounding part. Mm. And we already had the topic of grounding in couple of our podcasts, not as a main topic, but it was mentioned. 
And uh, yet again, when people, you know, would hear something like, you know, I look at the stone and I look for a message or I try to hug a tree, they think that, okay, th- this is a little bit far out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's quite interesting, uh, the perception mm-hmm. that we have when nature is just such an integral element of, of, a, of a human existence. Yes. It, it shouldn't be mystical. <clears throat> it should be uh, totally natural. Uh, mm. So I, I find it quite uh, interesting and ironic in a sense. Mm. Well, I think like um, if we go years back, we we were always connected to nature. I mean, like we all come from the same source. Um, we don't really know where we come from, but uh, imagining that we all come from the same source, I think we always connected with nature. So um, it's quite natural to do it, uh, to connect mm-hmm. with nature in that way. And there's a lot of religions before the Christianity came that was already connecting with nature in all different ways. And I think that's a knowledge or um, an energy we forgot in the years. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, happy exactly. that it's coming back <laughs> more and more. Yeah, ex- exactly. We are not coming from the office or from, from the house. You no, know, that's no. not that's actually not our natural uh, habitat no, exactly. at all. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. let's explore the how. Mm. How can we connect to nature? Mm. Yes. Well, when if I go outside with a client into the woods, we always start with uh, a small meditation and then uh, a grounding meditation. So we really get into our physical bodies, let go of all the things that is spinning in our heads because we always drag a lot of thoughts with us. So really coming down into the presence and really visualize our roots into the ground. And then um, I do a meditation together with my clients to open up your senses. So really making contact via, uh, through your body. So your, your ears, what do you hear in the nature? Your eyes, what do you see? So we really tune in into the senses of, of your own physical experience in nature. The smell, what do you smell? But also the wind, what do you feel at that moment in nature? And this experience that opens you up for the relationship, your connection with nature. Um, then I ask my clients Can to I ask yes, a question course, to the meditation yes. part. Is yes. it like a meditation, like we see it on pictures? You sit down and mm. you feel into it, or is it like a walking meditation? No, How does no. it look like? It, it all depends. I never really have a plan in for by forehand. Um, my experience is, or we walk, or we stand at a tree, or in a in a piece of nature that we like at that moment. Um, yeah, but we don't sit down and we don't close our eyes. It's very down to earth and it's very just in the presence, bringing your body and your senses back in the, into the presence and what's there at this moment. And I'm really happy that I asked about it because we often have this perception mm-hmm. that meditation is only when we are, you know, sitting in a, a lotus position or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. And we are connected with some kind of uh, amazing state mm-hmm. of uh, mind. And it's only then that we can mm-hmm. call it a meditation. But many people, they struggle with doing it this way, especially in their, you know, homes and mm-hmm. so on. So actually a concept of doing it in a completely different way where you don't even have to sit Mm. You can stand, you can walk, you can just simply notice what's happening around yes. you. Is is really a very nice uh, and uh, yeah, calling me. Kind <laughs> of yes, yes, it, it, and it is. It is really uh, that easy as it is. I mean, like uh, you can make it as hard and um, spiritual and woofy woofy as you want, and you can make it so grounded. As you want. For me, meditation is bringing yourself in the here and now. 
Mm-hmm. I actually have to say that uh, I'm grateful for this question, Marta, because I was thinking, okay, some people will start to listen to this and they're like, okay, I have to go to the nature with a lady, do some grounding, do some meditation. And, you know, it's like for for many people, it might be too much, especially mm. that I think, as you said, Marta, many people have this uh, perception of meditation that it's so difficult. Mm. They tried it and it didn't work and it requires some kind of a higher level of uh, spiritual development mm. when in reality, I don't think it's the case. But there is something that you mentioned that I think... I would start with if I would uh, find it too complicated, and that was focusing on tuning in your senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically entering the forest and trying to focus on everything that you are hearing, which we, uh, I think we are, at least I am personally, the per- I, I use my eyes the most, I, mm-hmm. I believe. I don't really use my other senses that mm-hmm. much in different surroundings. And uh, sometimes it hits me when I hear the birds singing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm exactly. like a, yes. And they are singing all the time, but yes. I just like have like... <gasps> Wow, yes. birds are singing, yes. you know, but yes. if I see a bird, it doesn't really like, come on, I see around 28 and a half birds a day. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's very interesting when you mention this tuning in your senses into the surroundings. Yes, it, it really, it's it's uh, a way to open yourself up to your surrounding and bring yourself in the here and now. Like uh, another very grounding, very simple exercise that I can use. Um, and now you're going to laugh if I'm going to say this in nature, like finding 10 different kind of colors of green. And that really makes you focus on different kinds of mm-hmm. uh, uh, topics or um, what's the word? Elements mm-hmm. around you. Mm-hmm. And you could do it anywhere. Like if you're in middle in a city and you're feeling anxious at that moment, you could focus on five elements that are red, for example, and find all the red spots around you. Mm-hmm. And that will calm you down. It will bring you there where you are at the moment. Okay. And that's all the purpose of this meditation or the introduction. What I do is just to bring you in the in the moment, in the moment, in the woods, in the nature with me and just preparing you to be open for the nature. Yeah, I have to yeah. say that this is exactly I, I recall so strongly our interview with Morten Bonda right now when he was talking exactly about uh, he's a he's a gentleman who actually he's quite famous in Denmark, I think. Isn't He's he? becoming at least uh, quite yeah. famous now. He uh, he has just been interviewed by, uh, in TV2. Uh, mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. doing s- speeches around okay. uh, Denmark yeah. and he's slowly losing his sight. Mm. So he we had an interview with him and uh, he told us about this grounding mm-hmm. and about how brain waves work mm. and how sometimes you can't get into meditation meditative state if you are on a certain level of brain waves mm-hmm. you first need to ground yourself so that it's even accessible mm. for you yes. to be able to go yeah. into present yeah. <laughs> yes. state yeah. okay mm-hmm. so we have the first step the, the opening up yes. to the connection yes. right mm-hmm. yes okay what happens then <laughs> and afterwards well after you really ground yourself and open up to nature in that way uh, we set the intention for the walk So Mm -hmm. you get some silent times for yourself and you can really feel and think and ask nature uh, what it is you want to get out of your session that day. So it could be everything. It could be like, oh, you you need more peace or you want an answer on a question or you want clarity about a direction in life. Um, It's up to the client itself and it doesn't even have to share it with me. It's just an intention we set out into nature. Okay. and, um, And... 
Interesting. Yes, it's just for me also as a ritual and also as a conscious act of mm -hmm. what is it we're going to do here in nature? What is it we're going to get out of this session? Because it's not just we're going to walk and, you know, you spend a lot of money paying me and then you get nothing out of it or just mm -hmm. grounding. For me, it's really um, important that you also get something out of it, that you really get a transformation or an answer or a new insight or a solution, new perspective of your issue, of the things that's occupying your mind at the moment. Yeah, okay. actually, yeah. I have to say that uh, uh, because, of course, you know, if you want to have more peace or distress mm -hmm. or something, that's one thing. But when you mentioned uh, maybe you need an answer for a question that bothers you or something, I had straight away the... Um, and the connection in my head with uh, all kind of divination cards and uh, mm -hmm. oracle cards. Mm. Uh, it's just a different method of mm. trying to uh, connect and probably also through nature with your inner wisdom. Would you mm. say that? Yes. Yes. I yes. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to call it. I cause, uh, sometimes I call it your higher self. Uh, mm -hmm. Some will call it it's a message from the divine, like mm -hmm. that nature is the portal to the divine. Uh, it can come from your inner self. It's uh, And I don't really care how you call it. Mm -hmm. For me, it's yeah. the most important thing that you get it, that you feel it, that it's your experience. Mm -hmm. So I don't, um, I don't put too much words on it because I really want to be the experience of the client itself, her, her or himself. Um, yeah, is that a bit of the answer of your question? Anna? Yeah, I, yes. I was just yes. uh, trying to figure out if I'm on a good uh, on a good track uh, track with uh, thinking about this. Yeah. And actually, you know, I like that you are leaving it uh, not so much defined because I also realized lately that we humans, we desperately need narratives. Mm. We need explanations. And yes. some things can be just left as they yes. are. And I'm yes. trying to learn that. Of course, it sounds better. And it's practiced by me, but, but you know, <laughs> well, but, but, but I'm getting there. Practice is a beginning. <laughs> yes, I'm getting there. Yes. Yeah. But that, that um, helps me with the, with the understanding of mm. what it is. Yeah. Okay. So then we, we, you, we have the client. The client is now open to the nature, grounded, sets an intention mm -hmm. for the session. And then what happens? And then the magic happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes magic happens. But uh, what happens normally is that we just go for a walk and we talk about the issue. And I just uh, use traditional coaching skills, have open questions, uh, ask people in, like, how does it make you feel? I really go into the body. I can see how you walk. How, if, when you talk about this, I can see your body's moving this way or you start to walk faster or some people just stand still suddenly they don't want to walk anymore because then they're so occupied by their issues so all different kind of dynamics happen while we walk and that's something that doesn't happen when you sit down in office in a, mm -hmm. so that's really a benefit for me also as a coach to come outside because I, I can use more I see more happening so we walk and then um, uh, we meet some we we can Anything can happen, basically. Like um, I had sessions that a little snake came by on our path and then and we just asked like, OK, why is the snake coming by now? What is it? What is your message at this moment to the snake? And the client always has an answer to this. Really? Yes. And uh, it could be anything that comes by. Um, sometimes I just feel like, OK, we need to stop here. And then I, I ask the client, OK, look around and what, what attracts you? What? what draws your attention right now at this moment and then they could say like oh this little leaf or they could say oh that big tree there and then we take it from there so I really take it from step by step what happens in the moment um, 
Okay, that's but also not forgetting the traditional uh, coaching methods and tools and questioning. Okay, that actually is very interesting because you know I know that this is um, th this is not about this, but I see so many benefits of this type mm -hmm. of coaching. No office required, mm -hmm. and then you can also observe your client's body movement, mm -hmm. and you can read so much from it yes. because you know when you sit with someone. Um, it, it's just that. Well, you can observe yes. maybe the hands. Someone yes. can squeeze the hands or something. Exactly. Marta has for sure be way bigger experience uh, than me because I have zero experience. So actually, what the hell am I talking about? I'm not a coach. I'm just trying to imagine this. Mm -hmm. But then uh, exactly when, when you, especially when you mention, you know, like when people talk about certain issues and then they start to walk faster or slower or suddenly they are stopping, you know, the, the walk. Uh, you can actually read so much out of it. Mm, yes, exactly. Yes, it's super, yes. super fantastic yes, and, uh, but, method. But you must understand, I don't really read something out of it, but I ask the client what's happening now mm -hmm. with you that you are walking faster or that you're stopping. or So I'm not into, into the judgmental part. Of course, I'm, I'm of just course. observing and bringing it back to the clients. Like this is what I see happening, what's happening within you now. Um, so I always bring it back to the client so it, mm -hmm. it stays their experience. Of course, I but, but I think you have more like uh, clues as to yes. when to ask a question and actually what to pay attention to, yeah. right? Yes, that's my role. My role mm -hmm. is really to observe and to open up to nature, make sure that we use nature in an appropriate way uh, to make sure that I observe what's happening within the client. Is the client still safe? Uh, is, it, is it still in, in, in a good space? Because that's also important, of course, if, if something emotional happens, the client always needs to be in a in a safe space mm -hmm. within the coaching. Okay. So that's um, that's my role. So you've mentioned that the client could come, for example, with a question. Mm -hmm. Then you could like look into the nature and find different ways of getting answers mm -hmm. to the question. And uh, when it is, uh, for example, a challenge that they have or it's mm -hmm. like, you know, something that they are really struggling with, what? how could nature help? Well, I haven't got an answer now here, but it helps always in different ways um, and in the most magical ways. For example, I had a client that we, it was a snowy day in the winter and we couldn't see the path and then we lost track of the path and we we lost actually our way. And then I asked my clients like, okay, how is it for you to to get lost? And she said, well, actually, I realize I'm feeling quite safe because I know you were here. So she dared to let loose, of, to let things go when someone else she trusts is there. And that was a, a good insight for her in that period of time where she was standing. Hmm. So uh, knowing that she needed someone safe, close to her to make the change that she longed for. So that was really, and that wasn't, of course, not something I could have planned. You know, that just mm -hmm. happened and it, it resonated with where she stood. So that's how I am. Um, how how nature helps us during the coaching sessions yeah mm -hmm. okay very interesting yeah i actually uh i think that uh for some reason i have a feeling that um the the whole trick here is to tune in a person into a certain frequency of being open to everything mm. that happens around because some people can find signs everywhere, right? Mm. So uh, I can find the signs in a traffic lights because they blinked exactly when I passed by or I saw this type of car or whatsoever. 
but um, I, I think it's uh, it's about tuning in actually to this mm. observant mode also for the or being more perceptive as a as a client. Yes, I think you put it right, Anna. To call it more perspective, mm-hmm. um, I, I always say um, to open your your mind mm-hmm. to to the connection to nature. That helps mm-hmm. a lot, of course, to get in this state. And that's where I guide you into it. That's mm-hmm. why we do the meditation in the beginning and set our intention and I walk you through to it. Um, I'm not sure if you if I would call it a frequency because then I'm, again, putting words on it and I don't want yeah. to put words mm-hmm. on it. So for me, it's just sure. experience that counts. Um, yeah. Okay, so the, that's the like, like probably the longer part of the session, the the time when you are just yes, experiencing exactly. the nature and looking for yes. different signs, if it's answers or you know that maybe it's the emotional release you've mm-hmm. mentioned. Also, sometimes making sure that the client is in a good space mm-hmm. as you are going through it, and um, and when how how do you know you know. Maybe client that didn't even tell you what's their intention mm-hmm. or something. How do you know how to finish the session? You know when to finish and how do you actually do yes, it? That's that's also totally different. Um, sometimes I very practically just set a clock mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know we've got twenty minutes. You know, like and I ask the mm-hmm. client like, where are you at this moment? Uh, do we need to head back or ha- can we have ten minutes more? If I feel that we have uh, that we need ten minutes more to to get really through, because of course I lose track of time as well. So it's very practical in that way um so that's a way to do it but it's also um i think like in an office how you do it with a client as well you tune into the client and you follow the process and you follow the emotional state where people are in in energy levels um i think that's part of the coaching skills um yeah that also counts for in the office like how do you end the the coaching session by itself Uh, when do you know that the the energy is finished or that you're Client is ready for the next phase, and um, so what's yeah. usually like the outcome of the session? Because you use a lot of coaching tools, uh, yeah. right? And of course, I have studied co- different mm-hmm. types of coaching approaches, and there you there usually is quite a lot of um, focus on outcome, mm, right? Yes. In coaching, in traditional yes. coaching, there is yeah. like a lot of focus on outcome it's mm. often like an action plan or yes. something you know yes. so i'm so curious what's that yes. <laughs> you know how it looks yes. like in nature yeah yeah well it, it also depends on the client it's it's very individual in that way um what i always do in the sessions i i use the less the last 10 five minutes to uh evaluate to reflect on the session to ask clients what was the most important part for you out of the session what did you gain out of it what are you going to take home with you uh, how are you going to interpret implement it in your daily life um, where can I help where do you need support so the last 10-15 minutes I always use to reflect on it and then the, the very last moments we we really use to thank you the nature and to come back to reality well, reality is a big word we always stay in reality but to come back to daily life again yeah. We stop hearing and uh, seeing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we yes, take yes. our roots out of the Yes, earth. exactly. <laughs> well, no, they, they can, every, everything can stay. <laughs> but what I always do, especially when we connect to a, a, a specific tree and also at the end, uh, make sure that your energy, you get your own energy back and that nature gets their energy back. So it, that it stays clear in that way. Okay. So that's when you say now about connecting to a specific tree or something, is that uh, what you have done at the beginning of the session or is that something that could have happened during the session? 
like connecting. You've mentioned at some point also it could be a stone, it could yeah. be a leaf, yes. right? Yes. So you make like a ritual, like a closing ritual to make sure that everyone gets back their energy. Yeah. Yes, yes, I, I guide you, yes, through this ritual. Yeah, and it's very easy. It's just like um, I always uh, use the metaphor of rolling up your yoga mat, roll two yoga mats, one towards yourself and one towards the nature. And that way you can really uh, defy the energy symbolic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, once again, I'm not sure what happens and it's I don't want to define it, but it's a mm -hmm. symbolic way to, to uh, get your own energy back and give nature their energy back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that part we have not talked so much about it. Like, I know that it's a probably a funny question with a very <laughs> difficult answer to it. But how do you actually connect with that tree or that stone or that yes. leaf? Yes. Well, how am I going to explain please. this on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, it, it, of course, it happens. It, it starts all with. Um, not judging and trusting the moment and what's there. Mm -hmm. uh, th and that's why I don't put too many words on it because the moment you're going to put words on it, then you can judge it for, oh, this is uh, too fluffy or this is weird or now I'm a tree hugger. You know, like, so that's <laughs> that way I always try to stay away from words too much and it, I don't explain a lot and... I'm not too interested in it myself, so I... So, But just tell us what would you yes. tell your client to yes. do? Yes, yes, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Well, basically, I just say go into go to the tree and see how the tree meets you. You can stand with your face towards the tree, put your hands uh, on your shoulder heights towards the tree, mm -hmm. and um, just notice about 20 centime centimeters from the tree off and notice if you can feel a difference in your hands. And most people can feel the energy from the tree there. Mm -hmm. You can feel this electromagnetic field from the tree. And that's that's where the, how the connection starts. And then you can stand there for a while and just enjoy this energy. Or you can uh, ask a question to the tree and see if you get an answer. That's how, how simple it is. And okay. if we talk about uh, a little stone, I would just say look at the stone and ask the stone your question or uh, do what you feel with the stone. Some want to pick up the stone and they, they do something with it. Some just want to sit next to the stone and do something. Um, I also am a great belief that people find their own rituals and ways to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I have a couple of questions. Yes. And of course, my first question is, have you... Uh, had clients who came on a session and they were like, mm -mm. well, uh, that is not <laughs> for me. I'm not going to hug a tree. Right. What the hell? Because yes. I could imagine this is not for everyone. No, I, I. It is. It is true. Some people have a big resistance against it. Just mm -hmm. the idea of doing it is uh, brings a kind of resistance, and of course, that's your inner judgment again. Um, yes, I had clients that are really resistant, and I have two examples of uh, uh, a client that he just walked beside of me and he did everything that I asked him to do, but he kept on repeating, I don't feel anything, I don't feel anything. And then we started to work onto the feeling part, uh, like, okay, what's happening in your body when you say, I don't feel anything? And slowly he opened up and he started to feel things. So that was really interesting. And then I had an uh, experience of a girl, a really city girl, um, she didn't have much with connection. She hardly went into the nature. Um, she said, like, when she came with me in nature, I can't remember the last time I was in the woods. Like, uh, And then um, she had a very spiritual experience uh, while um, having this interaction with a tree. And she actually had contact with her dad that died 
uh, a few years earlier. So that was the first time she had a message from her really? father. And yes. So that was a very, that for me at least was a very touching moment that I really mm-hmm. felt like, oh, this is the, the magic of nature. Mm-hmm. Yes. And my second question is, uh, but by the way, thank you for this answer. Yes. And thank you for You're being welcome. so honest because yes. actually, you know, it, it, it requires some sort mm. of courage saying that, you know, my client was uh, super stubborn and, mm. you know, I yes. think it happens to both of you, I, I could assume. Uh, but my other question is, you are referring quite a lot to the traditional coaching methods that you mm. are using. What actually are those methods? Mm. Uh, what, what is your yes. uh, background? Because yes. And um, because you, you mentioned this, so I assume you have some mm. sort of a regular standard coaching certificate. <laughs> regular. Well, regular. What's regular these uh, days? No. Exactly. Well, I'm a social pedagogue to mm-hmm. start off with. So I have a, a great experience working with chil- um, children, but people with all kind of mm-hmm. ages and uh, different uh, backgrounds and ages. And also with different challenges, both in groups and individuals. And then at my uh, maternity relief of my son, my, my second child, I did an online coaching uh, certificate. certificate mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And I was lucky at the time. Well, lucky, you know, you get the teacher that you need at that time. And I had a quite spir- spiritual orientated coaching teacher. So we got okay. a lot of uh, coaching tools also from um, tuning into the body, tuning into um, what are you feeling at this moment, but also using drawings and being very creative and open-minded in, mm-hmm. in coaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped me a lot in developing this nature-based coaching method. Yeah. Okay. And then did you... Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I have another human inside me in my defense. Mm. So sometimes I burp uh, out of nowhere. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, we have this uh, nature add-on, let's call it like this. I know that mm-hmm. that sounds very technological, but okay, mm-hmm. let's do it like this. Um, did you have to make any additional certificate for that? or uh, No. No, no, no. Of because course, there's I, a lot of courses out, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did, I read a lot of books. I practice a lot myself. I tune into nature a lot myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I No, no. To be honest, I haven't got a certificate. I believe that every coach can do this. Um, of course, you have to be aware of what you're doing. Um, and I think for me, it was an easy way to do it because my training, my spiritual coach, a trainer at the time, he opened, uh, uh, told me already how to think out of the box in mm-hmm. within coaching. So mm-hmm. whether you use creativity or cards or angels into your coaching, I think nature is just... Uh, Another way to do it. Another way to do it. I was it. just yes. thinking who could issue a proper a certificate for being able to connect with nature? Yeah, well, <laughs> Mother Nature. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, I know like in Holland there are there are educations to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think also, and I think that's, that counts for every coach, like you have to be careful on which client you take on and not. Like uh, if, pe- if people are very depressed, I once had a, a client that was really depressed. She... Uh, she um, decided she didn't want to take medication anymore. And I said, like, I can only coach you if you have a psychiatrist behind you. I can't coach you by yourself. So you really have to be aware as a coach, like, what clients can I mm-hmm. take in? Take up on. Uh, yes. But I think that counts also for when you're coaching into the office. Mm-hmm. That's, it's yeah, probably. A for me, at least, it feels the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now uh, mm-hmm. I know because you told me before. <laughs> So. <laughs> that we can that we can also talk How a little bit <laughs> that we can also talk a little bit about 
nature and the healing power mm. of nature. Mm. Because uh, that sounds really, really interesting mm. to me. Re yeah. Recently, like, you know, it just goes exponentially for me. But I more and more believe that there is so much more natural methods mm. for healing ourselves mm. than the synthetic <laughs> mm. uh, that medication. Yeah. But also the emotional part of yes. ourselves and so yeah. on. And, and that also goes like, I also believe that it's our emotional state that causes yes, a lot exactly. of physical diseases. Yes. So it's all connected. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. Yeah. But I wanted to hear from you. How do yes. you feel about healing yes. and nature? and how does it, you know, work yes, for you? Yes, Well, I think that's, uh, you said it yourself already, Marta, it's a big topic like <laughs> nature and healing and I'm not in that perspective uh, a nature, um, how would you call it, a doctor. Healer, yeah. A healer. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't really go into the details of that, but what I know and notice, of course, being outside and breathing the fresh air by itself is a healing part, giving your cells the really as fresh as it can be in a country where you live, uh, fresh air uh, into your cells by deep breathing exercises is, of course, healing. But also um, being outside and giving the space, it's, it's also about the space that you have outside that really gives you the acceptance of, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is where I'm standing now. And just by this acceptance, um, the, that's the first step of healing. Like if you don't accept all the pain of your heartaches or the sorrow that you carry inside of you, you can't really heal. Um, so I feel that's that's a big part of it, of nature. And of course, the movement in itself, um, it lowers your blood pressure, for example. Um, so that's a very practical part. And then there's, of course, there's all different kind of theories about the more spiritual part or the energetic part about healing with nature. Um, you can talk about the negative ions that are more accessible in nature. Um, I'm not sure if it's true or where or what, but I notice it. I notice personally a big difference if I'm outside in nature, for example, if I'm in the mountains or at the ocean, uh, where the negative ions are in a larger um, a month there that you feel more uplifted. So that's a state of of healing by itself. And then I think um, reaching out, yeah, but then I almost cross over to my own um, connection to nature that it's, for me, it's almost like a spiritual religion. I don't call it a religion, but it's a portal to the divine. And having contact with the divine is, is a healing in itself. Mm -hmm. I, so I can I can get that. I have to say that I. When did I got into this topic? It had to be somewhere at the beginning of the year, and this is mm. how I also learned that you can make a certificate uh, to be become a nature therapist. healer or therapist yes. or healer. Yeah. But now, when I think about it, I think this is something for people who has no education mm. at all, and they will just take it kind of traditional coaching or, or mm. something with that add-on. Mm. Uh, but um, this is when I was exploring this topic and I was reading about uh, nature's uh, influence on human body. Mm. And there are actually researches yes. that are showing that, for instance, children who are spending more time outside are healthier physically. You know, we are talking yes. now about physical body. Um, I also, um, that's actually from my boyfriend. He is coping with a lot of allergies when the mm -hmm. summer and spring comes. It's this pollen thingy. Yes. And uh, what always helps him is uh, because he was living before very close to 
the seaside every morning taking a bath mm. in a in a sea but he also was doing some sort of a grounding so he actually uh, makes sure that he stands on the seabed you mm. know on the sand yes. in the water and he really and he said that basically this is the times if he do it regularly yeah. he almost copes with no uh, symptoms of yes. allergy yes. but if he's If he's yeah. busy and he skips a couple of days or you know how it is in Denmark, mm. no offense, Dennis, but <laughs> the weather here is, let's say, questionable. Although last, no, su- last summer, last summer oh. was beautiful. Okay. But that was questionable <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a different way. That was, that was suspicious. Yes, yes, exactly. But basically, if the weather uh, doesn't allow or there are some, you know, obligations he has and he cannot do this ritual mm. because it, it almost becomes a ritual. Mm. He, his condition is getting uh, worsened straight away. He just has the typical allergy. Yes. And he was reading a lot about this. And actually, he was giving me this uh, idea to mm. look into this. And I was also looking at this um, flowers example. There was there was a guy who is a uh, I think he had a PhD in botanics, biology, Mm -hmm. and he was planting flowers exactly in the same place in soil and in pot. Mm. They were standing next to each other. And the flowers that were directly in soil were growing way uh, more beautiful and Mm. faster than the one that were standing just next to it in Mm. a pot. Mm. And this is when he made this whole theory that walking barefoot, uh, grounding yourself, connecting with earth, can actually yeah. benefit humans. Yes. So there was a lot of things I have uh, read. Mm. Uh, and I, as I said, I think we humans look for explanations and narratives. But I think in the end of the day, you have to try it by yourself. Exactly. Yes. Right? Yes, that's what I feel as well. And I think um, I, I just uh, another research popped in my head when you said it in, um, I think it was in Holland or maybe you're in Denmark, I'm not sure. School children did this little research on they planted two two plants and one plant they would talk um, nice and kind to and the other one they would like talk uh, nasty to. Yeah, and, I saw this. And then the plants that they talk nice to, that would grow more than the other yeah. one. So that was, uh, so so that gives for me at least that plants have an interaction with humans. Mm-hmm. So they, they have an interaction with us nature. You have no idea how yeah. I freaked out when I saw that and I was like, mm. Jesus Christ, all this time yes. I forgot to water my plants. <laughs> yes, oh yes, my yes, God, yes. you know, they will yes. take a revenge on me or something. So oh, actually, no, but, but that was a turning point for me. I started mm. to take care of my plants more. But I yes. also consider, uh, I was considering, I never did it uh, regularly to actually, when you plant Plant your uh, when you water your plants, just to say a nice word. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you might look like a cuckoo, but I'm so used to looking like a cuckoo, I don't care anymore. But I actually really wanted to make that round, you know, when I because it's also becoming more mindful about what you're doing. Mm. To you know, to say something nice to my plants, and uh, I I think I will have it on my to do list uh, for this good, year. Good thoughts. Yeah. Yes. and I will tell good you intention. how it how it goes. Yes, yeah. please do. Yes, I think that's a good intention because, of course. You can also do it inside um, your plants, for example, or in your garden. There's a lot of opportunities to find uh, new insights or questioning or coaching yourself. Just being outside and looking into the skies and see what's popping into your mind would help already for yourself to do it. So you don't need to be outside in the woods or in a... uh, Mm -hmm. It could be anywhere. 
I have to tell you that I remember one more thing. I have an orchid. I love orchids. That, mm-hmm. that Those are my favorite flowers. I have an orchid in my bedroom. And each time, and I have it for three years, I think, and that's the only orchid that produces flowers, more or less, not regularly, but produces, because normally my orchids, for some reason, one time, and then they are very stubborn. That orchid in bedroom always bloomed, Mm. meaning produced flower, when I was uh, having a a love affair with someone. Well, love affair, not like... I'm having affairs because I'm married and I'm having affairs. But when there was a romance mm. uh, in in my life happening, you know, when I met a man and I, uh, let's say, was dating, the flower was always blue. It happened three times. It cannot be coincidence. Mm. Now the flower is blooming regularly. I have my uh, my <laughs> boyfriend and uh, that's fine. But now I noticed and it was so funny because uh, how how mm. how how is that synchronicity working, you know? It's quite it's magic. It's quite <laughs> I magic. call it magic. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I don't know how much time we have because I actually have. We don't have much. No. We don't. No. Okay. Okay. Be- because I had a question for Marta, actually. Yeah. Uh, and can Marta? Uh, because mm-hmm. I'm just curious, mm-hmm. and you, Marta, will decide if we have time for that. Mm-hmm. As a more traditional coach, in a sense of the settings, how do you perceive all of this? Uh, approach because mm-hmm. you you are experiencing this every day that's your job you you have your clients and so on um what do you think about this uh, i think that this is a really great way mm-hmm. of doing i would say i have experience also with different types of coaching mm-hmm. i have this regular personal performance coaching which is a strict process i would say it has a very you know, defined formula and you go through specific steps and you get a specific output out of it. And you can do it in an office or you can even do it over the phone. I also have the experience of spiritual coaching, which is on a completely different level and Mm -hmm. actually does not have that much in common with this other type of coaching. Mm -hmm. And I, of course, use some of the coaching tools and so on. So I can completely resonate with how you can combine two, three different methodologies Mm. into one specific way. And I uh, was amazed, like listening to your story, how you brought those uh, unique things for you Mm. and brought them together Mm. into living your purpose, the way I, you know, the way I call it. Because... What I heard, you know, from the different things that you were saying, you were talking about the part where you became a coach. You were talking about your connection with the nature. Mm. But you've also mentioned before about your experience with uh, body movement, how Mm. you were doing some uh, courses in body movement. And then you just put it all together and, you know, make your own unique way Mm. of doing the coaching. And this is something that I think is beautiful. And this is we have whatever, I don't know, six billion people on the planet earth and we earth. <laughs> yeah we, we might have some more on other planets uh, sure. but mm-hmm. this is what is amazing that we need all those different approaches yes. and types of personal development because it's not yes. even necessarily coaching uh, in order to grow mm-hmm. a way yeah. to grow a way yes. to experience things and the more we can be true to those true parts of mm. ourselves and bring them together into this one unique connection. That's what I love seeing. Yes. 
I think yes, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I think that's also that I'm so grateful that I can carry or do this work that I do uh, to re- reconnect people to themselves, to nature, and I think it's it, it gives me a lot of energy and uh, a lot of benefits for myself, but also for my clients, and I think that's the most important, and at the end also for the world, and that's for me also a very important thing that we all. Um, I, my wish is that we could all connect to nature so we also take care of nature and ourselves in a very natural and good way, mm-hmm. in the best way that we can. Um, yeah. So. And that was one thing that I really wanted to ask you about, because when you've mentioned your experience with the sequoia tree, yes. that you got this message, respect your own nature. Mm. I've had a sensation that you got this very... Uh, amazing and broad understanding of nature. That is, that nature is mm. all. Mm. That nature is the uh, the green nature mm. that we can see, the mountains and so on. But it's also your own nature as a human yes. being. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that part? About my own nature. Yeah. What do you of, consider nature? Oh, how I consider nature. Well, at, at one part, I. I the first thing when I heard you talk is that came up to me is that we are all interconnected. We are all interconnected with nature, with uh, with each other. And so in that way, you could say we are all one. We are all nature. Um, yes, I think I just keep it that way. And that's how I feel it. And that's how I sense it. And um, uh, by connecting to your own nature, you give space to everything and all the yeah, everything and all the people around you to shine and to meet everyone in love. And I think that's the most important thing we can do. At this time. So one last thing that we've agreed to have, at least now we will just mm-hmm. uh, touch upon this, is giving back to the nature. And yes. that's why I brought yes, this, like exactly. what is really yes. nature, so that yes. we can yes. talk a little bit about yes. giving back to yes. nature. Yeah, I think uh, I think I mentioned it already. It interconnects, of course, again, um, like by living your true nature, by really connecting into yourself um you give back to nature, but also what we talked about earlier, Anna, by being kind to nature. Nature grows. Uh, they want to yeah, be in contact with Yeah, that ship sailed us. in my apartment. I have to really yes, do a lot Yes, now. exactly. You experience it. But I think it's really important that to to know and to acknowledge that nature really wants to help us. I mean, like all the synchronicity that surround us, it's it's not just there. It It happens for a reason. And um, I, and once again, I I said it several times, but that's the magic of what nature brings us. And the more we stand in our true self, the more this magic can happen around us. And I really love it because the first thing when I thought, how can we give back to nature? The things that were coming to my mind is like, you know, uh, take care of the rubbish and mm. don't use plastic and Recycle. grow a tree and so <laughs> yes. on. And I just love that you bring this this other dimension mm. that actually giving back to nature is also about being kind to yourself yes. mm-hmm. and living through your nature. Yes. Well, you know, um, and it's good that you're mentioning this as well, Marta, because um, when I worked in the kindergarten, uh, we did a massage course. And one of the goals of the massage course was if children touch each other, they don't bully each other. And that's, of course, with nature as well. If you're touched by nature, you don't you, you take care of nature. You know, like um, there were times in my life when I was really connected to nature. And also I'm struggling with some messages I get. Nature told me that I need to go really vegan. Well, I'm not vegan. <laughs> but, you know, it's still that's in my tough. mind. You yeah. know, like that's mm-hmm. really, um, um, 
if you trust and follow through, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, the path we all on, like trust and really follow through of everything that comes to us and trust that it's okay and trust your way and your path and your true nature. Okay, so so you're not vegan yet. No. But, na- but you feel like you should try on that journey. Yes, yes, it's in my mind. It's it's mm-hmm. sp- yes. There's a seed inside of me growing. So it's say. it's a recurring thought that uh, yes, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure when, and I can't promise when I'm gonna um, yeah, go finish this this seed or when it's blown out, or maybe it just there for now, and maybe it goes away again. True, true. and that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. It can it can happen. It can happen. But I think that kind of commitment it's a commitment. Yes, exactly. Uh, vegan is. Uh, it's tough. Hmm. Have I, you I, tried it? No. <laughs> you have tried no. being vegan. Ah, no, because vegetarian. The, the chi- yeah, vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you okay. Yes. 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 Now, now I came back to being a pesket, pes, pe, pesky, pesky, pescatarian. I pescatarian. I think. But oh. I was a vegetarian and that was quite tough for mm, me, I have yes. to say. Yes, yeah. yes. So... So we just have a few minutes left. Uh, mm-hmm. Our uh, lovely technician has actually pointed it out and I have been looking at my phone while we have such a <laughs> big yeah. green watch green, to see yes. how much. Yes, so and when it will go to zero, one, zero, zero, it will turn red and explode. <laughs> this is how I feel. So just to, you know, bring our program uh, to closure today, yes. uh, Saskia at heart, mm-hmm. did I say it? Yes, you said <laughs> at, heart, at heart. Yes. At heart. Yes. Um, awesome. You are a nature coach based in Weile yes, in Denmark. Exactly. Yes, so, The best city in Denmark. So if you are <laughs> somewhere around that part of Denmark yes. and you would like to find Saskia and have a coaching session in the nature with her, then you will find all the information on our website, thefiveoptions.com. Yes. On You've Got Five Options, uh, Facebook um, and LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn. And the website site is coming. I'm changing my website, so it's not on the air right now. Well, it mm-hmm. is, but it's not in the form that I want it. So I'm going to change that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Awesome. Fresh from the press. Press. Yes. Okay, then we will definitely share it. Yes, and I'm yes, and people can just contact me with any questions or mm-hmm. uh, even if they feel like insecure, just contact me and I can tell you more about it or we could even go for a walk and see if it's something is that you want to do on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So, so since we have less than one minute and a half, let's have <laughs> one last word yes. to our listeners how they can start it. Now, Yes, that's a good question. Well, I think you could start it now already by uh, living on the rhythm of nature. Like now it's the springtime and um, listening to the uh, podcast that coming, like connecting to the moon is a good way, but also connecting to the energy that's in the seasons is already a good way of doing it. Um, now it's the time of action, uh, but also connecting to yourself. So it's the action connected to yourself. So I think the rhythm of nature is very important. And you can start just going outside and um, looking at the trees and the flowers that you have already in your garden or in your house and enjoying them and see if they can have a message for you. Just do it simple. Don't don't think, oh, now I'm getting this life-changing thing. It's just like simple things can also give a change. So start already with every leaf, every tree, every flower you meet and uh, see what the messages that they have for you. Yeah. I will be going around and asking all the flowers. Yes. <laughs> and I will be watering yes, mine. Interesting. I'm really curious to hear what they were saying to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Thank you, Saskia, yes. so much. It was thank you honor. so much. It, it was, was great. Really, it was my honor, and thank you very much for giving me this time and for doing the show that you're doing and letting people connect to their true roots and their selves. So thank you for the good thank work. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> You are listening to You've Got 5 Options radio show, where we hopefully convinced you that 5 indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!